now, 92.9 FM ESPN presents Memphis's biggest sports columnist. You ain't got to do nothing, homeboy. You ain't writing nothing. <laughs> no, you ain't. ain't writing nothing. I ain't letting him write. He ain't getting no interviews. It's the award-winning Jeff Calkins from the Daily Memphian and the Jeff Calkins Show. I don't get no interviews. I know. I'm good. I'm good. On 92.9 FM ESPN. Good morning, everybody. Happy Wednesday to you, wherever you may be. My name is Jeffrey Wright. You can follow me on Twitter at JWright929ESPN. Program Director Brad Carson in studio with me. Good day, Brad. Please hold your applause. It's We're just starting summer. There's a long way to go here, Jeffrey. Please, please. Uh, it, it, I, I don't know about you. You and I probably are the only folks that sit down and probably watch every pitch of the Cardinals when we can during the summer, right? Are we the only ones still doing that? At the station? Yeah. At the station, I can guarantee that's the case. I don't know. I haven't talked to, I haven't talked to Hogan. Oh, yeah. Ben Hogan's a big Cardinals fan. Uh, ben, Ben's, pretty, Ben's pretty consistent. Shout out to Ben Hogan, Fox 13. Producer extraordinaire. So I have this... Annoying. This is like, I think, the new definition of a first world problem. So, I have, I'm a direct TV guy. Yep. It's well documented. There is no rhyme or reason for whether or not Cardinals games show up on None. my direct TV. No, there isn't. So, like, at first, I, because I did a really like conducive study of me just um, racking my brain. Yep. And boredom. At first, I thought it was if there were if there was a Grizzlies game that was on that seemed to bump it. Yep. Even though they were on different channels. Right. Then we got into post Grizzlies on Bally's, and that was not the case. Right. So then I was like, well, maybe it's also if the Predators are on. Nope. Obviously, that didn't apply. So I've got no idea. So there's nothing more annoying to me than when I go to the DirecTV channels where the where the Cardinal games yeah. typically are, and they're not there. I think I can explain it in this way because I have Comcast Xfinity television, and the, the main channel for this area for, for sports where you would see the Grizzlies on Comcast is Bally Sports Southeast, Southeast which is also the network that generally carries the Braves, right? Correct. So A is Grizzlies for Memphis market on Comcast. B would be the Braves, but it's not because Memphis is the anomaly market in the southeast that happens to mostly sort of by just a very narrow margin like the Cardinals a little bit better than the Braves. Am I saying that correctly? It's damn near tied. Yeah. Especially since the Braves got good. So my generation are a lot of Braves fans really? because okay. TBS had the games. Yeah, that, that was the, true. So yeah. th- that's actually not I, – I, what I can't figure out is this. So DirecTV does it. If you have Comcast Xfinity, it's like either 829 or 830, right? Yes. Those are the two Bally Yeah, channels. I don't know because it's, it's an auto remote deal. But Correct. Yes. The way DirecTV does it, particularly with the local games, so 846 is – no, it's at night forty six. Sorry, six forty six on direct on direct TV is either Bally Sports Southeast or what's the other? Like what's we have two? It's like Bally Sports Southeast and then it used Tennessee. to be Fox Sports Tennessee. Tennessee. Is it still Bally it's Sports? Bally's Tennessee? I believe because that's where they do Preds. Okay, so though that's eight six forty nine and the other six forty six. Right. Then you have these six forty six dash one dash two dash three. That's where they put the broadcast. Right. Like that's it. Yeah. So. What happens is typically you'll either see like the Grizzlies or the Grizzlies channel, no matter what, without fail, 649 2. Yeah. The Cardinals float between like 646 1, yeah. 649 1, and it's who the hell knows? So you don't get, you don't guarantee yourself seeing the game if you flip on DirecTV right now? Correct. What I can do though, which is where this is the ultimate first world problem. <laughs> And you have multiple TVs, by the way. If I go to the Bally's app. Okay. 
I can I, watch. I'm not doing that. But <laughs> the Bally's app. Yeah. Top five worst app. It's pretty out rough. There. It's pretty rough. By the way, brutal. Side note: Before you set up the show, San Diego. I think that's the market. Just lost. You know, is the they yes, just they, lost they, the rights. Well, and they. Well, you saw why though. I didn't see diamonds. The, Diamond didn't pay them, so they didn't pay their bill. So the, the rights to the Padres games in that particular market in San Diego. This is a Bally's thing. Are going to go back to the team. Right? Correct. Yeah. Or to the league. That's where it's getting uh, a mer- it's getting a little so murky. So how are they seeing games right now in San Diego? I, I know this is way in the weeds, folks, but here we are. I believe they're still everyone is still using the same channel. I gotcha. But it's the question is where does it go after this show? Got it. I got it. Like because at a certain point it's like they don't want to take them off the air because you don't sure. want your games being off the air. Well, the spoiler is I'm in a pretty good mood. The Cardinals, if you're watching baseball, they're playing really well right now and Gallegos has seemingly figured it out and they're using him as their second closer. Are they we won last night. Are playing well or less bad? Well, they're they're banged up right now. Um, you know, they they've got some injuries in the outfield both with Dylan Carlson and uh, the center fielder who just went out the other day who played for Japan in the World Baseball Classic that I'm not uh, thinking of his name. Uh, uh, Nut Bar. Yeah, Newt Bar. Right, yeah. Yeah. So Newt Bar is out right now because he slammed into the wall the other night. Yes. Um, but made the I, I do think they're they're nicked up a little bit. I mean, when, you, when you've got Hells, you know, the, the, Helsley's playing well as a closer and they've got Gallego's pitch, but the pitching we'll, we'll talk about here in a second. They won last night against the Royals, which was nice to see. Yeah, so Sports Business Journal wrote just wrote about this to your to your very to the this is the kind Padres. of a story today, and this it? is this actually is applicable to the Grizzlies right. because they are part of the the Diamond Sports Group. Today, Major League Baseball will take over the oh. Padres' local TV productions. This comes from Diamond Sports Groups failing to pay the Padres their rights fee. John oh. Orand of Sports Business Journal has more on that. So it also does apply to the Grizzlies because the Grizzlies are. Another one of these teams that have their rights there. Right. I still don't know what's likely to happen. It seems like the leagues themselves are going to buy back the rights. Of, so, like, Major League Baseball's taking over the Padres' rights. Mm-hmm. The NBA is going to take over the Grizzlies. I, th- I think there's nine teams in that group. I think there's 31 total NHL, NBA, MLB teams. Okay. That, that would Diamond apply. Sports Group. Correct. But Diamond Sports Group was a offshoot of Sinclair. Okay. So Sinclair... That's who pays the bills and pays the employees. Correct. Well, right. no one my seems understa- to, my, my understanding, understanding is, is no one's paying them yeah, right now. But I mean, for the Grizzlies, for example, like uh, Rob and these guys, like they're getting their checks from like Sinclair. That... I believe. That would make sense. Yep. Because essentially, the thing though that I found so funny was Sinclair made this big gamble going... All right, well, everyone's going with live sports. We're going to buy up all these local rights and we're going to pay a pretty penny for them. And they never stopped to ask the, ask the question, why is Fox selling these to right, us? Right, right. How are we going to make our money? Correct. Right. And so I think what their plan was, well, we'll just have a really expensive app and then no one bought mm-hmm. the app. And yep. then also the app wasn't prepared. But it is peak summer. So <laughs> I realized it yesterday, Brad, when I was texting a buddy and he had. He just offered up. He volunteered that he started to watch football film right now, and I was like, I did the same thing. The other yeah, night. like we're, that's where we are in the calendar, where it's like I, I, I'm just I'm watching stuff, and then last night it struck me as I'm clicking on YouTube videos uh, that are ranking NBA arenas, and yeah, so I realized yeah. we've hit that part of the calendar. We are definitely there. I happen to be a Vegas Golden Knights fan, but I looked at the, their schedule. They don't play the first game of the NHL Stanley Cup until Saturday. Um, Correct. So Thursday, so we have to wait till tomorrow night to see the Nuggets play the Heat in Game One of the NBA Finals, which is sort of lopsided. It looks like. I mean, they're a nine point. The Nuggets are a nine point favorite in the first game, and then the Stanley Cup doesn't happen until Saturday. The other problem. As a baseball fan, the Cardinals are. This is really strange. The Cardinals are getting two nights back to back off. They're yes. off tonight, and then they're off tomorrow. So we we truly are. It's it's yes. Look it up. Two nights in a row, which never happens in the middle of the sports calendar. And the reason why the Cardinals desperately wanted to play on Memorial Day this year. Yep. And they wanted that Royals game because that's going to be fifty thousand there. It's a big draw. You, yeah, you get the Kansas City fans driving over to St. Louis. In fact, I drove just past Bush Stadium, and it was loaded. Um, on Memorial Day for that game. So then they're off today. Cardinals are off tomorrow. And then they have at Pittsburgh this weekend. Yeah. So So there's nothing. 
Let's also let's let's actually do the job here. Setting up the thank show. You, thank no, you. No, no, no. This is my. No, I didn't do that. Uh, Neil McCready is going to join us here in about 30 minutes or so. I want to discuss SEC spring meetings with him, the nine-game schedule. We both, I think, think it's not going to happen, but there's some big-picture college sports stuff that we want to discuss with Neil. We'll do that here at 940. 10 o'clock, Chris Harrington, as always. Chris has a piece up over at the Daily Memphian about the current phase that the Grizzlies are in with the all-in era as he has referred to it. So I've got some questions that I want to discuss with him. And then Sam Hardiman of the Daily Memphian is going to join us. Brad, he had his first excursion to uh, to Jerry Stokone yesterday. I saw this. So that's a hot topic. Also, we've got the mayor race. We'll discuss all that. Sam's going to join us on Wednesdays for, uh, here on the that's Jeff Gawkins Show. a good booking, show. actually, for what's so going on. He'll join us at 1030. So as we were, as we were mentioning, like, you know, I don't know if y'all want my breakdown of the French Open right now, the early no. rounds, but uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and guess not. So it got me thinking last night, Brad, what are the big topics? And like, what are the questions we have? And we'll start locally moving forward. And I was like, okay, what's the best device for that? How about a summer wish list? I like summer wish list. So let's let's throw out some things that if we could put on our wish list – I'll be honest, I tried to keep it fairly realistic. Okay, I so, tried to not have too many reaches. So our reach with the, the DeAndre Williams waiver is is, is clearly a little To be clear, y'all's reach. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I, and, and to be even clearer, like, I, I, I am out of the – I was listening. Yes. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. I think, I think actually this would be – this would be my definition of a reach. Yeah. By the way, DeAndre Williams likely not coming back to Memphis with a waiver. Uh, breaking news. I think his mom said no. No. Period. Yeah, yep. She told you. But, but but to 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 Jason's point, he could they could have explored a wa- waiver was what I also read in the story from Jason Munz today uh, for the Memphis Tigers. They could have explored a waiver. They I did not do that. They could have explored a waiver. I'm also not sure. Like you can explore the waiver. That doesn't the mean the question is right. how likely is right. it to be successful? Right. He did. Pl- he played four years. The problem was the academic uh, issues in year one uh, at Evansville before he transferred Correct. to Memphis, and that that they was said his, that yeah. his clock was running. That was when the clock started, so that would, it technically would be your fifth year. And therein lies the problem: we will not have DeAndre Williams. So, I think that's if my my example realistic of, summer wish list. My real my example of an unrealistic one is yes. I think it's safe to say John Morant getting off social media. Oh, that's unrealistic. Right. So, I think we can both agree so on I've, that. So yeah. I've tried to well keep done. it. I've tried to keep it Fair realistic. So we'll obviously start first. Most of these are local. All right. To a to a certain degree. All right. I think the number one thing is some type of resolution on a John Morant suspension. Yeah, this summer. Correct. Yes. Where we can totally move on and Correct. have an idea of what Be we done. need to do. Right. Move on. Here's how many games we're exactly. going to get. You know okay. what you're dealing with, All right. and here it is. I think. I think what has been a – it's obviously not affecting the Grizzlies in the sense that, you know, they're sitting there going, well, we can't do anything until we know about Jaws suspension. But it does feel like you have the cloud hanging over you. I think it also has – and you can agree or disagree on this. I do think it changes Tyus's status as a piece to this whole equation, regardless of what the, the punishment will be. If it's 15 games, I think it still uh, should factor into that. So right? I think – I think the length of the suspension probably determines that. Okay. Although I would still say put me in the camp of whether or not it's 15 games or whether or not it's 41 games. Right. I would prefer that the Grizzlies treat their roster as they would if it were zero games. Okay. I I, I do understand. I think that's a fair take. I do. I just think that you're now at the point with the Grizzlies we're seeing right now. You can go from the play-in game to the finals. Right. I think what we're seeing in the NBA is it is all about having your roster in place, ready to go when the playoffs start. Yeah, and, and I have a new theory on that after watching what the Heat did. I do think what the Heat did will change the NBA in in more dramatic ways than it's already been changed. In other words, we realized that the Lakers used the trade deadline and basically were a top three seed in a different team after the trade deadline. They were not 
with their roster that they had before the trade mm-hmm. deadline. So you have two seasons, right? You have one before the trade deadline. You have one coming out of the trade deadline because you have a totally new roster in some especially if you're the Lakers. Correct. Um, the Golden State Warriors did it as an injury rest year. You know, yes. just, just injury management. If we make it in, even if we're in the play-in, we'll figure it out and we'll get in and then give it a run. Um, I think what the Heat did was, you know, we're good. Um, heat culture... Let's figure out who our pieces are. Now, the Tyler Hero thing, I think they didn't foresee that happening. That's really hurt them and, and hurts their chances against the Nuggets. But short of that, like, I do think there's some sandbagging that's going to occur even more so than happened this year because teams are like, well, we got to get into this tournament. And it's a tournament now. We got to get into the tournament healthy. Yeah. And I, it's one of those like philosophical questions of is this. Is this something that was by design, or is this something that happened? Okay. I think there's multiple factors. I actually think, though, the single biggest factor is you now have owners that are paying, you know, $220 million for players. Right. And most of these guys are treating the players as if they were an asset. And they understand, okay, it does not matter. This guy can rack up as much regular season success. Like, we're going to be judged by the playoffs. So if he says if he says he needs a night off in January because that's going to help him in April, like that's what we're going to do. Yes. And so I think I think the amount of money started doing that. I also think that there was a there was a league kind of fell asleep at the wheel yes. when this first started happening. They didn't really do anything, and so all of a sudden people sit there and look at the Spurs like, well, this right. is a competitive advantage for them. Yep. So we're going to start doing it too, and then it just kind of snowballed, snowballed. Well. To bring this full circle back to his summer wish list, you talked about assets. I think this is really important to the Grizzlies what you, you when you bring this point up about the NBA because when the summer league rolls around, there are really three or four guys. We really need to restock our assets so that if we get towards the trade deadline, we want to trade some of these players. Like that the assets look the part. Like LaRavia, Roddy I think is a, is a really good asset and, and is a really good player. Um, that's my opinion. Zaire Williams is the big I'm, question. Mark. I'm not out on him. Yep. It's it's uh, for me. It's still to be determined if he's like a top seven rotation. Better guy. better rotation option than say Zaire Williams. Now, would you say? Yes. Okay. If, if you if you're making me guess today, I still think Zaire has a higher ceiling. But those three players are players that we need to get the value of them up because oh, we no we drafted them all in the first round. Uh, Zaire's a top ten pick. And Zaire didn't play really much this year. Really. I mean, in the grand a complete lost year. Yeah, I mean, it was a lost year. I mean, if you want to do pie in the sky, the hope is the injury never got the season on track. And then when he started playing, the Grizzlies were already going and like he was behind and it just became a year of of, yes. of, of swimming. It was total, you know, a law. I mean, he's in the G League. So like 100% a lost yeah, year. So like my wish for him would be that he should just balls out in the summer league and we we reset the clock a little bit on Zaire Williams. I'm in favor of that. I'm also, though, I don't know how much balling out in Summer League <laughs> it doesn't matter. changes right. the value. It's fair. But in terms of giving me hope for internal development, right? I 100% agree with you. That's fair. I just don't know if having a successful Summer League all of a sudden changes the asset value. Resetting on Dylan Brooks. Wish or wish not for him to be on this roster, Jeffrey Wright? I'm just going to say wish not, okay. even though I might have changed my opinion. I think I think this. the more the playoffs went seeing, on, yeah, yeah. but I think that it's, I guess this is how I'd say it. I believe that internally, no matter what the public speak of, you know, the public support of Dylan right. when he was saying, I think there was immense frustration with the things Dylan would say. I believe that he was told, stop saying that, right. and he kept saying it, and he kept doing it, and I think it got to the point where everyone just decided, let's move on. Rip, Pull the ripcord. Fair Correct. enough. Yeah. But that's the challenge with keeping him. Well, I, 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 to your point, are we sure that's going to be replaceable? No, and that's what I've decided uh, kind of thinking about this because it – in the moment, in the moment when you're watching the playoffs against the Lakers and he's mouthing off and doing this wild stuff, and you're just like, "Yo, man, calm down. Um, pl- please don't shoot as much, and um, let's not like fire up the troops and like just just try to focus here a little bit." I mean, we already have a player with with 
with social media and gun problem, can we like just kind of rein it in here a little bit? But after a couple of weeks, and after the ESP, who is it? Who who put the report out there that the Grizzlies absolutely were not? Was Shams. that Shams? Okay, Sharani. Which pre, we're under pre, no circumstances. We're presuming which, were that, edit, which was editorial. We're presuming that some of that was agent speak, uh, mispositioning, and the Grizzlies would probably not didn't like that. I'm I'm, I'm we're all assuming, right? Yes, hundred okay. percent. So so that's so that's the takeaway. So having said both of those things, I could see a scenario where you're like, how are we going to replace it, especially from a defensive perspective? Well. And that's kind of the other thing. It is funny how when you're frustrated, it's a you, good life for mar- for your married life. This is also a good thought. When you are like extremely frustrated, if you see one example of something working, whether or not it may be coincidence, whether or not it's actually something, but if you just take when the Grizzlies put Kennard on the floor and the fact that all of a sudden they had a run where they scored a bunch of points. And everyone going, that's the answer? Yeah. Hallelujah. Correct. Right. Are we sure? It's 100% true. Both good and bad. And, and that's Correct. a good example. That's a really good example. And I think that's that's a good thing to know. Because by the end, we were all like, well, Kennard can start. And it's like, well, do we really need uh, you know, do we really need Dylan off of the court? And do we need Kennard on it? And he's, he's a defensive liability. And to be clear, I understand. Like, I can see the world where it does work. Because the theory is, with Kennard on the floor, you are making defenses play honestly. Yep. And by making defenses play honestly, essentially man-to-man for the most part, Ja now has free reign to get to the rim. Right, right. And yeah, and it all starts with Ja, and that's why I think he was at the top of your summer wish list. So and I, could... have a, I have a subcategory for Ja Morant. Yes. I want a 15-footer. I want to see Ja, ja. Morant. I, yeah. I'm willing... Fair. I'm kind of willing. I'm now at the prisoner's dilemma where I'm I'm making like I'm bargaining. I'm negotiating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm You're not going to go for a three. You're going for mid range. Correct, yeah. because I just don't think we're ever. I think it's been proven at this point the three is going to be inconsistent. That's fair. And one thing though that I do think he could be elite at, it's like the Chris Paul model. Mm-hmm. You are so quick and fast. Everybody has to honor that. If he can add the 15 foot pull up, well, all of a sudden. Now, right. we're, not, we're not having the, I'm flying in the lane, I'm trying to get a call, and then I get frustrated because I don't get the call, and then everybody's playing four on five on defense on the other end. If he could add that 15-footer, I think that opens yeah. up the offense at a level maybe not quite as much as the three ball was, would, but I think it opens up the offense at a significant level. I think that's a great, I think that's a great wish list item. I like it. All right, a couple other things for the Grizzlies. Um, Brad, I know there's a lot of talk out in the in the streets, dog talk. You know, who's a dog? Are you a dog? Does he have the dog in him? Right, right. I want some dogs. I yeah. I also acknowledge the Heat have a bunch of dogs. The Heat, the Heat have a pack. Yes, yes. The, you, you nailed this. They have dog culture. I don't dog know if it's Heat culture. culture. No, they have dog culture. They they do. But for me, I understand. The loss of Steven Adams was significant. Even with Steven Adams, I still felt like the entire year, this team lacked toughness. And I think that, is, I think that displayed itself throughout the whole season, whether it be the playoffs, whether it be the regular season kind of muddling periods. I think, honestly, road record? Yeah. Right. I don't even care. Everyone's talking about vets, vet, vets, vets. I don't care. I just want some dudes with toughness. <laughs> I think it's a good ask. I think it's a really good ask. I, I think I tend to look at Roddy and Bane as dogs. Fair? <sighs> I'm trying to get you there. Is that a start? No. Puppies? Puppies is fair. Yeah. yeah. I do think... I think they could have some dog. Honestly... I got to the point where I thought Jaron started to show some some dog curiosity. Yeah. Maybe. No, I think Jaron took a step this year in multiple ways, including toughness. I definitely think there's no question Jaron got a lot better this year. Yeah, he also got bigger and stronger, yes. too. I also felt like there were times where... Xavier Tillman's a dog, right? Xavier Tillman's a dog, but he's just limited. Yep. Like I think that's fair. He can't run as fast. He yep. can't jump as high. Like He's, he's, he's the best. Hey, I mean, he's... 
He's the best we got there. Yeah, but got, especially if you're without Adams, Xavier Tillman is everything you want in a guy on your team because I believe Xavier Tillman gets the most out of what he's got. That's fair. I think yeah. I think that's fair to say. Mm-hmm. But I think this team this team needs some new voices. Yeah, and you know where I don't go shopping for dogs, Durham, North Carolina. <laughs> you don't want any more Dukies? I do not want any more Dukies. I think we're we're full <laughs> on Dukies. Right. Instead of Dukies, <laughs> give me something that takes a Dukie. Give me right. some dogs. I'm fine with this. I, I think this is a good take. Yeah. All right. This is this was inspired by my YouTube, summer wish list here. Summer wish list. This was inspired by last night clicking on YouTube videos that were ranking. NBA arenas, and it's well documented oh, here. Oh yes, that I am the renderings expert. Yes, on ninety-two. You get excited ESPN. even if it's a I soccer love, stadium. Love yeah. renderings. Put some neon lights on. I've, you're, you're I've loved them ever. Like as yeah. I can remember, like in seventh grade when the internet was still dial-up, I, I trying to you, find renderings. I do want to warn you: some of this is window dressing, Jeffrey. You know, oh, you, you're, I understand you're just that. you're just gl- you're taking a crappy stadium and we're putting yeah. not not FedEx form per se, but Liberty. Um, you know, you put a neon light on the front and you put a little facade on it. Pretty soon, you're getting excited. about about something that you probably, you know, got to be careful. Yeah, no, no, I, I get that. Yeah. But guess what? The pictures look cool. And then right. when they do like those 3D, really do. like those 3D, it yeah. makes it look like it, a drone took the video. For, I'm all, yeah. I, oh. I'm a sucker for those every single no, it time. it gets you every time. I need FedEx form well, renderings. I, I think, think about this, Brad. I think the city is with you. We, we saw what the soccer stadium would look like. Right. We've seen what the plan is for the Liberty Bowl. Right. Or Simmons Bank Liberty Stadium. Crickets. On the one that I care the most about. Yeah, and I think most fans are with you. Right now, I believe, I'm not saying that, that the Grizzlies are playing poker. It feels like they're playing poker because that what we've heard from the city, we've heard this multiple times on these airwaves, is that they haven't said what their number is, right? While the state has suggested that there's $350 million and the city has proposed that they're able to get extra revenues upwards of four, five, six hundred, right? Am I speaking out of school here? Correct. Through, through tax revenue and, and various ways and means of, of taxing the, the travelers who come in and pay for hotel rooms. It's those additional charges you see on your bill. Right. Um, having said that... This room is 99 a night. Yeah. Why did I pay 170 And it's it's $170. Um, and here's where I'm leading with this. I think you're with most of the fans in that. It'd be nice to see what's that what's that rendering and that reshift, because it's going to be a bunch of money. And and we've said it on here. A lot of us have speculated they're going to get all the money. Like, they're gonna it's going to go to FedEx Forum. Well, it all starts with them. Right. Okay, I'll try to be diplomatic here and defend them a little bit. And I'm not, I'm not actually, that's not a swipe at them either. No, 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 I, no, would no, pro- no. I would probably do that. Let me, let me also be clear. I feel much like what you just described. Right. That's right. how personally I feel. Yeah. The, and, I, and by the way, as a fan, no disrespect Tiger fans, no disrespect soccer folks, I think they should get all the money. And I, I know that sounds insane. And here, there's also another team that plays in there currently uh, with their deal with the, with the Grizzlies slash FedEx Forum, that being the Tigers basketball team. That's an interesting question. Should they get all the I money? I think the question is, should they get all the money? Because at this point, I think a lot of us are assuming they will get all the money. In terms of, and when I say all the money, I mean the money that's sitting there now and the monies that would flip that stadium where they have lower-level seating like a modern stadium, where they have larger concourses, where they get their little media toys, and then they, they sit that thing up so that it's, it's, it's ready to go. So in fairness to the Grizzlies, I don't think practically, I don't know if you can do the move where you just take all the money. I think optically it's tough in this market. And, and I think it's going to be a deal, but I, I at the end of the day, so I think, I think that we might get there. I think a big issue that the Grizzlies are having is with the uncertainty. Like for instance, think of it. Think it on a micro level. You announce you and your wife announce we're redoing our house, renovating our house. Right. You know what you can spend. Yes. The problem for the Grizzlies Which is, is nothing. Right, but the yeah, Grizzlies are. It's one so. If I want to do know. a $300 million renovation, right. that looks very different than a $600 million renovation. No question. Which would maybe look different than a $700 million renovation. Yeah. So I think the problem is they want – the city's problem is tell us what it costs. Mm-hmm. And the Grizzlies are saying 
tell us what we got because that affects what. Yeah, I, I think though, if you look at like what Ole Miss did, and I realize it's a college stadium, you have to start out with what's the size you're going to build, and I think this is really important to the FedEx conversation because I mean I think there's a legitimate argument, Brad. Small. Well, yes, I do think lots of seats lower, less seats. Well, there's no, like look, the best examples. Look at look at Fiserv in Milwaukee. Yes. Look at how they built that arena. It's all low. It's all that massive lower bowl. All low. They, I believe it's only one row of suites. It's yeah. It's one row of suites, right. and then they have, and it's like seventeen thousand. I think something along yeah. those lines. Yeah. Yeah. But the problem is, you can't just announce we're flipping the upper and lower bowl. No, that's a six hundred million dollar project. Like at a certain point, does building a new arena cost less? It can, unless you're using the site. You know, and this is what happens when people renovate old homes, not to go there, but I'll go there because I was just dealing with this with my folks. Yeah. They built a new house on an old site yeah. rather than keeping up the old house because let's say that it costs, and I'll make it whatever, $250,000 to renovate sure. the old house and the new house costs three fifty. You yeah. build the new one because even if you go with the two fifty option, it's going to cost you over the next 10 the extra 100 plus. Correct, because you're... You're building a new house. Same thing with the stadium, in a sense, I guess. You know, but I, I do think whatever you come up with, more seats lower, less seats total, and then you know, make it killer. Make the concourses bigger if that's part of your goal. Um, and I realize I'm shooting a wish list out here as a, as a talk radio host, but I think this is all part of the conversation. And at the end of the day, what's the reasonable number that you say, hey, we can get all this done for $450 million, $500 million? And I think that's... I think the big problem is, I don't know what four hundred million gets you anymore. I don't either, and I, I don't. Th- I think it gets you. It doesn't get you a new stadium. It gets you the one you have. It gets with, you. I think back to what you were saying at the beginning. Is it lipstick on pig? It might be, and I know that sounds crazy to some people listening. Like, really, four hundred million dollars? Like, wood now? And I realize they're not building a wood stadium. They're building a concrete stadium. You know, with with structural, with steel and and metal. But like wood now, like if you built a two hundred thousand dollar house twenty years ago, it'll cost you eight hundred thousand dollars now. It's it's crazy. Oh no, the price, yeah, price of lumber went up like it's, six six hundred percent, and so has the cost of labor. So it is going to cost a lot of money, and I know that's probably why it, shooting that number is you got to be careful if you're them. And I wouldn't have shot it either. I would wait, 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 and then we're you know it's going to be a while before we see anything over there. It looks like. All right, here are a couple more that I've got. Let's go Tiger football. Okay. I want a Ryan Silverfield re- like resolution. I want a definitive answer one way or the other. I understand for you some can ti- set it right now. <laughs> I understand for some Tiger football fans. Yeah, like you don't really want to go through a four win season. Yep, I'd rather see a four win season than a six win season. I am too I'm because with I'm you. not buying this. They go six and six. It's just gonna. Uh, all of a sudden, that's going to be unacceptable. Well, and then Ryan, they would replace Ryan if they did go to four, and that's not me swiping at Ryan. I, no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I I, what does eight get you? Is what you're saying? Correct. Yeah, it's a good question because it's just it's just above average, if not at average, for what your expectations. Well, I would are. still rather yeah. see eight. I'd rather see eight and four than six and six. Yeah. But my, my argument would be is I'd rather see four and eight than six and six. I'd rather. See, yeah. I want to see something of a resolution because right now I get it. It just feels That's like ask. we are just stuck in purgatory. Yeah, and the challenge you're going to have with your ask is that their schedule is just poor enough that they're going to outperform the four four wins, I think. I'm trying to think if I'd rather see. What does seven and five look like? Mm. It looks like another era of Ryan next year. Ryan would be back if he only gets seven. I'm just being. And, no, I I, yeah. I think if he gets six and goes to a bowl game. No, he'll be back. back. No, 100%. No, it's the best job going right now if you're Ryan. Like, because it's, you know, they, they don't have the, the resources to just blow out coaches. Um, you're you're going to get Bethune Cookman, right? That, yes, that's the opener. Yeah, I mean, they've got a light schedule. Like, Bethune, they get, they'll get Arkansas, they'll beat Navy. They're going to be terrible this year. Missouri, maybe the, an L on the road. Their league schedule is very favorable yeah. because they avoid what are supposed to be the good teams. Yeah, right out of the gate, they get UAB plus those three early. They'll probably get North Texas. That's five. South Florida, six. I mean, they got, they're got they going to have seven or eight wins this year, Jeffrey. So you've got Navy, new coach. Yeah, that's a dub. Boise's a swing game at home. Yeah. UAB, new coach. Dub. 
North Texas, new coach. Dub. USF, new coach. Charlotte, Dub. new coach. Dub. Yeah, they're going to get eight wins. They're going to get eight wins. Like, the that's schedule. the other thing. It's like eight wins against that schedule is kind of like meeting expectations. Yeah. But, again, I will take that. I just want this. Want a resolute? Where are we going? Yeah, right. this constant six Not in and purgatory. Six. Yeah. No, no, thank you. Well, that's why I think people had a rough time with this year because it was like, you know, they, they eke into the bowl and then they win the bowl and everybody's excited. You know, not everybody's excited, 100%. but you're like, it's, it's passable. Here we go. All right. Those are a few of the things on our summer wish list. If you got your own, feel free to tweet them in. We'll talk about them throughout the show. But now I want to turn our attention. Is the SEC going to have a nine game schedule? Let's talk about that with Neil McCready when he joins us next year on the Jeff Calkins Show, 92.9 FM, ESPN. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Just a quick with BetQL. You want to beat the books? If the San Diego Padres are the kings of Major League Unders, then what are the Tampa Bay Rays? Well, Tampa is hosting the Cubs and they have covered the over in 9 of their last 10 games and 15 of their last 18. That is insane value. And the way that these Rays are comprised, they're not going to stop hitting all year. So these overs are going to have value pretty much all season long. I'm Trista Crick, helping you read the books. For the ones finding new ways to ensure the job always gets done. For the ones wearing many hats. For the ones who are hands-on, even from far away. And the ones keeping business moving forward. We are Granger. Offering professional-grade industrial supplies, plus real-time product availability and access to experts ready to answer your toughest questions. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's that time of year I see for sale signs popping up all over town in front yards. I see them there, stand there for a good long while, too, and I keep thinking to myself, those folks should go see Josh Heisaw at Keller Williams. I was talking to Teresa. Teresa listed her house. She was worried, given the rates, maybe it'll be on the market for a long time. Three days on the market, home was under contract. And here's the thing about Josh Heisaw. If your house doesn't sell in 45 days or less, he will either make the mortgage payments or he'll step in and buy it himself. So if you're listing your house, whether you're trying to, to upsize, downsize, move in, move out, whatever it is, either the level of comfort knowing that it's not going to sit on the market forever. Josh Hysaw is going to get it sold. More than 285-star Google reviews. Check them out for yourself or give them a call. It's joshhysaw.com, 901-461-8147, and start packing. If you need to stay on your home, there's only one thing to do. Call Josh, H-I-S-A-W. Go to joshhysaw.com. For nearly 18 years, we've been delivering brand new vehicles right there in the Memphis market. And now we're excited to announce that Red River has a Toyota store right here in Wynn, just a short hop across the river to get the best deal on a new Toyota than anywhere else in your state or our state. Or we can bring it right to Memphis and drop it off in your driveway. You can order yours online right now at RedRiverToyota.com and we'll bring it to you. So check us out at RedRiverToyota.com or come see us and win. Are you looking for a homeowner's insurance, auto insurance, life insurance, business insurance? If so, this is Gary Parrish reminding you to get in touch with Elizabeth Rook Insurance. That's Elizabeth Rook Insurance, a second-generation local agency that's been owned and operated since 1981. It is the home of the Erie Rate Lock. What's the Erie Rate Lock? It's a way to lock in your auto rates indefinitely. So please get in touch with Elizabeth Rook Insurance, 867-SAVE, 867-SAVE. 7283 on the web, rookinsurance.com. Do you find yourself stuck in a timeshare? Get the real facts about the timeshare industry and your options for cancellation. Chuck McDowell, founder of Wesley Financial Group, has put together a free information guide that reveals the secrets the timeshare industry doesn't want you to know, including the five ways to get rid of your timeshare. Call now and get this timeshare cancellation guide absolutely free. Call 800-330-2929. That's 800-330-2929. 
800-330-2929. It's game on at Samstown Hotel and Gambling Hall, Tunica. Win big in our sports book where you can join us on Saturday, June 10th to watch all the action in UFC 289. Win with your taste buds when you dine in one of our food venues, including our newest, Willie and Jose's. You can try traditional Mexican dishes along with making your own burritos, tacos, and bowls. Be a winner any way you play and any time you stay. Only at Samstown Tunica. See Boyd Rewards for full details. Must be 21 or older gambling problem? Call 1-888-777-9696. Isn't it nice to be in control? Introducing the new MyPlan from Verizon. With MyPlan, you pick only the perks you want and you save on every one. So you're getting exactly what you want in your phone plan and only paying for what you need. All on Verizon's award-winning 5G network. And for a limited time, when you bring your own phones to a Verizon store, you get my plan for just $25 a line per month for four unlimited welcome lines with auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Keep your current device and save. Bring your phones to your Verizon store today and get my plan for an amazing deal. $180 promo credit per phone applied over 36 months when you add four new smartphone lines with your own 4G, 5G smartphone on unlimited welcome. Promo credit ends if eligibility requirements are no longer met. Unlimited welcome, $30 per line for four lines, less $5 per line discount. Auto pay and paper-free billing required. Unlimited 5G, 4G LTE. For unlimited welcome plan, in times of congestion, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Domestic data roaming at 2G speeds. This Father's Day, visit Boot Barn for quality gifts and personalized services. Gifts range from durable suede jackets to premium exotic cowboy boots, iconic western shirts, heavy-duty jeans, and work boots. We provide local same-day gift delivery with gift wrapping and a card included. You can enjoy in-store pickup with $20 off your next order, and our team of experts can help guide you as you shop when you visit your local boot barn. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. At the United States Postal Service, we're reinventing our network to help keep your business moving. With new shipping options to deliver better value, greater flexibility to conveniently reach your customers, more confident shipping with new informed delivery features, and new electric vehicles for a cleaner, brighter future. Fast, reliable, perfectly orchestrated. The United States Postal Service. Delivering for America. Learn more at usps.com slash moving forward. Jeff's guests appear on the Service Master by Cornerstone phone lines. The experts when it comes to disaster cleanup. Service Master by Cornerstone. Now, back to the Jeff Calkins Show, live from the Genesis Memphis Covington Pike Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. Today's special guest host, Jeffrey Wright. Neil McCready is the publisher of RebelGrove.com, team site for Ole Miss on the Yahoo Sports Network. He's the host of, by my count, 30 different shows on the MPW Digital Podcast Network, including the Oxford Exxon Podcast, available weekdays wherever you get your podcasts, also streaming live on YouTube. He joins me fresh off a YouTube stream. Did you stream today? We did. We just finished like five minutes ago. What were the talking points today for you? So maybe I can just like recycle your, your takes. Uh, we, we did a lot of NIL talk based off the conversations in, in Destin. I, I thought Nick Saban's comments yesterday were really interesting because I am in the minority. I view Saban at this point as a guy who has absolutely nothing to lose. And when he talks big picture, I think he's just speaking truth. I don't think he's necessarily speaking as the Alabama football coach. I think he's actually speaking as a guy who's trying to warn people that this, this train is going off the rails so we talked about that. Uh, we talked about Ross Dellinger's excellent story in Sports Illustrated, which if you're a college football uh, fan, it's it's a must read. Uh, it's about the SEC and all the different NIL and some of the issues that they have. So we we pretty much banged that one topic the whole way. Okay, so let's go with Saban's comments because I'm like you. I do think at a certain point he kind of views he kind of views his job now as 
trying to like guide people, maybe like mentor, you know what I mean? Like he's, mm-hmm. you know, he's, he's the wise man, if you will. Isn't though it a little bit self-serving because I feel like he's now in the position where his roster gets picked over and that never happens. He wants control, but at the same time, I don't think that makes him wrong. Yeah, so two things. One, is it self-serving? Well, sure, because we're all human, and to some extent we always look out for ourselves first. So I'm sure there's some aspect of it that is self-serving. That being said, if, God forbid, Nick Saban died today, his obit would begin with the greatest college football coach of all time. There's not another soul on earth who we would say that about. So his legacy is set. He's already won what, seven national titles. He's, he's won, I don't, I've lost track of how many SEC titles. He's gone to multiple playoffs, et cetera, et cetera. And he, he's, he's produced so many Heisman winners and everything. So, I mean, Saban's set. And In so multiple he, eras, too. I mean, I mean, yes, yes. And so when he talks about, I cover a guy, Lane Kiffin, and this is not me picking on Lane, because when Lane says it, I, I, I know what he means. But Lane always says, this is professional sports. And I always bristle and go, no, it's not. It's, it's, it's not. It is, but it's not. And that's what Saban said. He goes, no, this is not professional sports. And he just simply points out the, 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 the problems if you continue down this road. And if you go to talking about unionizing, making the players employees, there, there are a new set of circumstances there. He didn't even dive into Title IX. Title IX is a major problem if you get into a spot where you try to make the players employees or you unionize. And it doesn't mean that people like Nick Saban don't want the players to be compensated. It doesn't mean people like me don't think the players should be compensated. I think they should be. I think it's good that they can make money. But To, to be clear, Neil people, has been saying this before it was popular, before yes, it was like a refrain. But here's the thing, and I knew this when this started because it went too fast. We, we skipped right past NIL. What we're doing now, Jeffrey, is not NIL. This is not name, image, likeness. We call it that because it's a little friendlier than what it really is. Pay for play. It's pay for play. It's pay for play. And good for the kids, right? But what we're doing right now, and with this, it is not just pay for play. It's the immediate eligibility in the transfer portal. There's a lot of people, self-included, hand-raised. If you could see me right now, you know I'm saying I, I believe this too. I think the NCAA has been rendered toothless. I think you're going to see more kids be able to transfer twice. All they have to do is say, hey, I've got some mental health problems, and boom, the NCAA goes, we're not going to fight that battle. And, and so you have unlimited free agency. So you live in a pro sports town. If the Memphis Grizzlies, if every year every player had immediate free agency, how popular would that be with the fans? It wouldn't be popular. What, one, one of the reasons pro sports works the way that it does is, let's take the Grizzlies, for example. If I'm a Grizzlies fan living there in Collierville or Germantown or whatever, and I go to the games all the time, I go through the heartbreak and the jubilation with the same core group of guys. I got Triple J, I got Desmond Bain, I got John Moran, I got Stephen Adams, I got this group of people that I see all the time, and they're going to be back again next year. Or I'm going to know that, hey, free agency looms on this guy or hey we're they're not gonna if they give him a contract other guys are gonna have there's all of that stuff that makes pro sports appealing but it ties to heartstrings if you're a denver nuggets fan and you've been a denver nuggets fan for a long time tomorrow night is special and not just because it's the nba finals it's special because that core group of dudes Jokic, malone um, um aaron murray, uh, uh, murray yeah uh, those guys yeah, those guys have been on my team for a long time. We have gone through disappointment with those guys. We've gone through an early exit, injuries, et cetera. But Thursday night's this crowning achievement, and that place is going to be rowdy. And it's rowdy because it's emotional because the fans who have been Nuggets fans for a long time, this is a moment of arrival. That's a special night. Well, man, when you get into nothing but one-year guys or predominantly one-year guys, I think you take a lot of that away. I really do. And I think, you got, I think that's what Saban's saying. I think he's saying you got to be careful. You're, 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 you're playing with it. You're playing with something that's worked for a long time that needed to probably be amended. But when you just go in and revolutionize it, you, you, you run the risk that, you know, and look, everybody wants the, the kids to get paid, all that stuff, right, right. But, but 
you know, the, the money, college football is not a business. The money that comes into college football then goes to pay for the softball team and the women's golf team and the men's golf team and the tennis teams. And it, it's, it's a totally different model. And people need to be careful with trying to uh, put the two together. They're, yeah. they're two different things. Well, I think, though, the frustration, though, that I have is, okay, we can talk about all the problems. The biggest problem, though, that I see is I don't know how you fix it. How does, how does some, like, w- what's the governing body? Like, in the end, the NBA is, you know, they are the governing body. Major League Baseball, mm-hmm. governing body. You know, yeah. I don't know. Can you, I was trying to think, I, was, I asked this question on the afternoon show yesterday. I can't think of a professional sport in which players don't have contracts all the way down to USL soccer. Like, sure. I, I just don't, I, I, I acknowledge all these things are, not sustainable, but I don't know what the solution is because I don't know how, I don't know how there's no one that can have the power to make the solutions. Well, I mean, if you read Dellinger's story, they, they continue to hope that Congress will do this for them. Okay. The good big luck. Bad guy. Good luck. Exactly. Well, and, and basically people acknowledge that Congress just doesn't have a taste for this. I'm not sure that the people in, in Congress truly understand it and they don't, want to do it and and look any ruling that anyone makes that comes across as anti-player in this environment is viewed in such a negative light by the general public that can't go there. Uh, Then you turn to the NCAA and the NCAA says, you guys wanted all of this. We gave it all to you. You you threatened us in court at every turn. So we just set loose. And and that's what happened was instead of taking the, 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 toothpaste tube and just squeezing out a little at a time as you needed it they just emptied the whole damn tube and smeared it all over the walls and said good luck now and i'm with you i i think there's i think i think there's damage that's been done i think you're going to see that damage over time it's still so early that no one really knows it's a sample size it's a big question mark but look everybody can't win and when when some teams don't win when some teams Here's the thing, like, again, I feel like I'm picking on Lane, and I don't mean to. No, it's just you he, cover him every, yeah. He's, he's just one of many coaches that, that kind of say this. But, you know, when seasons don't go exactly the way they want them to go or a certain game doesn't go the way they want them to go, what's loosely said is, well, you know, it's unfair. They have more NIL money than we have. Which is kind of saying, hey, if you guys gave more money, we'd have better players, and instead of losing today by seven, we'd have won by seven. No, I think I think another interesting debate that I've noticed, and I can't remember if you and I have talked about it on air or not. Isn't it funny now that when coaches talk about what they need, it's only one thing. It's not facilities anymore. It's money. not it's not stadium upgrades. It's it's, it's money. all nil money. Yeah, but can you imagine if Taylor Jenkins said, you know, if you guys if you guys would just give us more money that we could pay more players. People are like, what? Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, <laughs> they operate with the salary cap. They operate in, in tax thresholds. I mean, there's, we all, you know, there's, there's NBA media that follow the teams that understand, hey, here's where this team is at this point. And they're, you know, like with the Celtics, you know, what do they do with Jalen Brown yeah. and what, you know, all that stuff. It, it, college football is the worst wild, wild west right now. There is no, there's no salary cap. There's no whatever. It's just, yeah, so you're right. Coaches, instead of going, yeah, you know, we really got to, we got to recruit a little better. We've, we've got to recruit a different kind of kid, or we got to recruit better on the defensive side of the ball. It's just no wasting more money. No, I mean, and you know, uh, and so so here's the thing: if you're Missouri or Ole Miss or Arkansas or Kentucky, and you look at it and go, "Yeah, well, we'll never have as much money as they've got at Texas or Texas A&M or whatever." SC, at yeah. Point, at some point, you go, "So we can't win." What makes pro sports so great? You can win a title in Memphis. It's hard, but you can win a title. There's in nothing Memphis. in the league structure that prevents you. There's the Oklahoma City Thunder played in the NBA Finals a decade yeah. ago. I mean, you can you can make it. Denver's not a major market. Well, I mean, the Dallas Mavericks. I mean, I get it. They're bigger than Oklahoma City and Memphis, but it's not like those are storied glamour franchises that have just always won. Yeah, of course. The point is, is that you can you can win a title in Memphis, and Memphis is nowhere close to the largest media market in, in the NBA, not even near it. So you, but you can win a title in Memphis. You absolutely can win a title in Memphis. And if you get to a place in college sports where it's all about chasing playoff bids and chasing a title, which is where we're headed and 
fans start looking at it and go, well, our team has no chance. My team has no chance. Well, how invested are you going to be? And then, and I pointed this out, you know, I was at the Ole Miss-Arkansas game in Fayetteville in late November. It was senior night in Arkansas. Arkansas had had a disappointing season. They were wrapping up a year where they ended up going 6-6, six and six, and they played there at Memphis and the Liberty Bowl. That was not what they intended to do when the season began. But that night, on a really cold night, they had 70,000 people there. And for the pregame thing, they brought out the seniors. And, you know, there were a few guys. I don't know who that guy is. But like when Bumper Poole came out, the guy who played 12 years as a linebacker there. Only 12? Everybody, it may have been 13. Yeah. Everybody, everybody stood COVID and cheered. Year. They stood and cheered. Why? Because they know who he is. He, they know who he was. They followed his story. They'd seen him have big games. They'd seen him have get it hurt. They, 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 all that stuff. Man, you start taking that out of sports. You take that out of sports. You got to be careful. People don't go to Grizzlies games to cheer for the laundry. They go to cheer for the guys. Yeah, and like it's, it's, a, commu- it's a communal guys. thing. Yeah, I mean, I think we've realized that post-pandemic, it's like, oh, yeah, it's fun to go to games again. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, I, I live with a 16-year-old boy who's a pretty big Thunder fan. We, we, we went to New Orleans to see the Thunder, not so that we could look at the uniforms. He could do that online. He wanted to see Shagulis Alexander. He wanted to see Josh Giddy. He was excited that Jalen Williams was coming back from injury and was playing that night. He wanted to see his guys. And when those guys next year probably make the playoffs and then start kind of building the way that the Grizzlies have done, the way that you do in the NBA typically, the way that the Nuggets did to get to this point, well, that's going to have meaning to him because he followed those dudes from the beginning, the inception, from the day that Shea Gildas-Alexander got traded to Oklahoma City and that Paul George trade. I mean, all that stuff. That's what makes sports fun for people. That's across all lines. That's what makes Sports appealing to people because at the end of the day, we sit and make a living talking about it. At the end of the game, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. Life goes on. If your team wins, if your team loses, I mean, they're functioning in business in Boston today. It might not be much fun, but life went on. And so you, you if you don't attach heartstrings, it gets kind of – and you've been with me for a long time. I've been talking about this for a long time. You get away from that, man, you're playing with fire, and college football is getting away from that so fast. I, Ole Miss has 13, so far, defensive transfer portal guys coming in this next year. 13. Uh, and a new coordinator. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, just the kids on the field. Yeah. You, people are going to be like, I don't, who, who's that guy? I mean, no, I, I mean, you heard, you, like you've heard Kentucky fans, you know, one thing that they complained about with the Cal thing, it's like, all right, all these guys are here for one year. Like, we don't know who they are anymore. Yeah, what made that – remember the, the Kentucky team that, that lost to Duke on the Leitner shot? Yep. It's one of the b- most beloved Kentucky teams ever. Why? Because John Pelfrey and Richie Farmer and all those guys, they were there for a long time. They went through this low and then played up, and that's what people remember, that's, and that's why they loved them. And right. that's what makes sports special. It, it just is. It just is. I mean, and when you take – that away completely or mostly you're you're playing with fire and i just kind of think that's what's happening but when you say that in this climate people go you don't want the kids to get paid no no i'll say it again and again and again i absolutely want the kids to get paid but it was designed to be nil a kid goes out and or, you know, a, a car dealership gets a kid to endorse them and he gets some some money so that you know because in the past it was always like oh you know the schools make all this money and i can't even afford a pizza right and now it's hundred and fifty thousand dollars and we haven't even gotten or more we haven't even gotten into what that's going to do you know what these kids are going to blow through this money they what they they don't there's no there's no guardrails to help them at all i mean i have i have a 20 year old if you gave her a hundred and fifty thousand dollars right now and called it salary good god oh i can't wait for the first irs case about someone with with an nis thing all right two things this one quick and then uh one big picture thing any chance of a nine-game schedule? Not yet. Down the road, sure, okay, but not but yet. I, I, I think. I think here's the here's the real quick answer on that. They're not going to do it unless TV's going to pay for it. And for the very first time, TV is looking at this, going, "You know what? We might be overextended." Yeah, and and uh, so we're in the negotiation. All right, what's going to happen in the ACC? Because another thing that, like, like you know, when you talk about how fan bases feel, 
Like locally here in Memphis, you know, it's not it's not a massive talking point, but I just know how fans are and I know how people are. Like you're not super pumped to add UTSA, North Texas, and as you see, UCF, Cincinnati, Houston move on to the Big Twelve. I'm of the opinion Memphis in the Big Twelve is just not gonna happen. I think their best chance for moving up is if you get chaos in the ACC and maybe you can latch on with those. Mark is adamant that 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 they can't break the grant of rights. Where where how do you see it? Well, I I, I just I, I tend to lean towards where Mark is, except for this. When that many schools are publicly saying, and, and they're basically saying they want out, when they're all hiring attorneys to go to Greensboro and scour that document looking for anything resembling a loophole. Once the 